0: Girlfriends, episode number 237, Getting Organized with Chiara Finaldi. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I'm talking to special guest Chiara Finaldi, creator of the Catholic Mother's Planner. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Always glad to be able to connect with you here. Thank you for showing up. If this is your first time listening to Girlfriends, I want to give you a special welcome. I'm so glad you are here checking us out, giving us a try. If you are a longtime or sometime listener, welcome back. Thrilled that you're back here with us. This week, I'm going to be talking about planning. Okay, so this fall is unusual for so many different COVID-related reasons. And yet every fall kind of feels like a fresh start, doesn't it? Feels like an opportunity to kind of regroup, come up with a plan, be organized, set a new routine, a new schedule. Some of you are probably already well into your new schedules with the fall season with kids going to school and whatnot. Um but this is a planner we're going to be talking about today that starts in 2021. So a little time to get your resources together and get organized. But really just a fun opportunity to talk to a woman who has a real heart for Catholic mothers and ministry for Catholic women in particular. Before I share my conversation with her though, I just want to give you one little beg One little thing, the only thing I'm going to ask of you today, besides hanging out, connecting with me here on the podcast, is can you give me a rating and review over at iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts? It's so helpful for boosting the podcast, helping to get the word out, letting iTunes know that you enjoy the podcast and that they ought to share it with other people. Really is a small way that you can give back to the podcast if you enjoy what we share here. Small way you can help us to spread the word and grow our community of girlfriends here at the Girlfriends Podcast. I do this for other podcasts that I enjoy listening to, and it's a nice opportunity to let the host know, first of all, that you enjoy the content or what you enjoy about the content, but then let other people know about the podcast. So, an easy way to do that, go over to iTunes, just click over, it takes just a few minutes, and rate and review the Girlfriends podcast. Thank you so much for considering doing that. Okay. Now I'm just going to dive right into this content because I really enjoyed my recent conversation with Kiara and I know you are too. So take a listen. Hey everybody. I am excited to have a special guest joining me here on Girlfriends today. Kiara Finaldi is a wife, a mother of seven, catechist and blogger from London, England. She is founder of an international online community through Facebook called Catholic Mothers, which now has over 4,000 members. She has also published the Catholic Mothers Planner for the last three years. That's part of what we're going to focus on in our conversation here today. Uh, She's also started a series of pro-life books for children and created the Catholic Mothers Online Shop, which has brought to England, new and exciting Catholic products from all around the world. I'm excited for our conversation. Welcome, Kiara. Uh, Thank you, Danielle. I'm honored to be here today. I'm thrilled to have you. I always like doing these interviews that are across the seas. <laughs> We're in different time zones, different places, but we, we are so connected through the kind of ministry that you are doing. So to get us started, Kiara, could you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you know maybe a little bit of the history of your ministry with Catholic Moms?
1: Yeah. Well, I, I would definitely start for, I I know it's going to sound a bit long, but you know, I was born in Sicily because I come from Sicily. So in fact, please, I do apologize for my unorthodox English and my, you know, funky pronunciations and all of that. (laughs)
0: You just sound like a Londoner to me. uh, I don't know. Very good. Oh
1: God. (laughs) Um, My um, accent is all over the place, but that's okay. Um, So, but um, I, so I was born in Sicily and I um, come from a, um, non-practicing Catholic, um, Catholic, uh, Catholic family. So when uh, um, my, so this the classic, you know, family that uh, is culturally um, Catholic, that, you know, obviously has done all the um, sacraments and uh, has probably gone, and, you know, they, you know, they they went to uh, confession possibly twice. And uh, anyway, so, you know, all, all good until yeah. my parents got married and things were not going so good. Um and I think it was uh, um, a moment of suffering for um, my family. I was mm-hmm. uh, very little. But I remember experiencing, and you know, I remember vividly in the um, the event of the past, let's say, in the suffering that you know my parents were experiencing. And it was, uh, I think, in this um, brokenness, the, uh, the priest friend of um, of um, of my family took um, the pieces of uh, this marriage that was left and brought these brought two broken people before um, Christ, before wow. you know, the love of God, before um, um, a God that was not, um, a Christ that was not um, scandalized by their vices, by their sins. Mm. And I think, um, I think, why am I saying that? Because I, this is very important for my ministry that came after. And uh, I would say that uh, I, as a young um, child, I saw um, the love of God and of Christ coming very powerfully in my parents' life and my dad's in particular. So it was very clear to me that uh, with Christ at the centre, everything was possible because Christ came with power, bringing the the sweet wine of Cana, making everything new. And we know gradually we're finally a family that prayed together, went to mass together, but couldn't really do anything without Christ. And Christ was the rock and the centre of our, you know, of our life. In 1996, I was uh, sent to uh, London mm-hmm. um, to study English. Um, I or I wanted to go to France because I didn't really like English. In fact, I even <laughs> failed my English, ex- English exams. <laughs> but anyway, um, my you're
0: parents, doing all right now.
1: Okay, I'm there, <laughs> there. So my my parents um, sent me there because there was this family um, that was well known in uh, um, in Sicily. It was a Catholic family that had a school of English, so Mm -hmm. there um, I went. Um, I um, was the you know there I met my husband. My husband was the guide. I was a student. I was sixteen then. Um, He was nineteen. And after three years, we got married. Um, And then uh, let's say you know twenty-one years and seven children later, I'm in England. I'm still my guide, and I'm trying to learn English. So this is how we started. So um, I got married very young and uh, um, getting, in in a sense, I became a mother very young at the age of 20. And I remember having to try to justify the choice that I made because obviously I dropped out from university. um, And whenever people would ask me, so um, what do you do exactly? And I would have to say, oh, I'm only a mother. And this having to say, I'm only a mother was bothering me. I I remember thinking, this is not right. Why is it only a mother? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, you know, this, I was maturing this, something was wrong in the way in which I was perceiving my um, motherhood. Mm -hmm. And that it wasn't the second choice, second best choice. I mean, all the young girls of my age would go to university. And, you know, I had chosen something else. And in a sense, I was... um, taken into the temptation of the world that choosing to become a mother was not um, an achievement. Right. Um, so I, I think, you know, okay, um, at that point, um, I, I felt the need of looking for um, other things, uh, but other things, you know, within the, I thought, you know, okay, here I need to find my vocation and I, I want to live my vocation fully. And I want to be able to actually um, see this place that God wants me um, to be in, which is in my, in, well, I've, I've been called to be a mother. I've been called to be a wife. I want to know right. more about this. I don't want to feel, and, and I, I don't want to justify myself. Right. I'm only a mother. And I'm trying to tell people, I'm not stupid, you know. I know it's not really things <laughs> I know. It's not, it's, I, I didn't go to university because I, I, I can't do it. I right. just chose to. And I guess, you know, it's... Um, it's, catholic mothers comes from this desire to kind of support mothers to say your choice is not a second best choice you know mm-hmm. you are exactly where you should be and god holds a special place because in in a sense to be a mother is to nurture um, humanity it's to nurture mankind and uh, i i think it, well it was in 2015 when I had a bit more time in my, with my hands, because obviously you have you know, lots of children, you know, not one after another, but you know, almost right. one after another. So you just, you know, get on with life. And you, I was maturing this idea of uh, some sort of um, need to support, you know, mothers at every stage. Um, right,
0: was, right. Were you connecting with other mothers at that point and seeing others' I, the need? I'm, I'm for,
1: you see. I, I would see, I would see the need. See, mm-hmm. but uh, it was. Uh, you, you in, in America, are very lucky. You know, you. Um, I really admire the American spirit, spirit of initiative. Uh, very the fire that you have. Here in England, it appears that nothing was available for us. You know, yeah. okay, if you're a, a Catholic woman with, um, and uh, yeah, there there's there are some bits here and there. You know, you could go to your local parish, maybe some, you know, some prayer course, prayer groups. But when you're a mother, there's limited access. To all sorts um Mm -hmm. unless you leave behind your children there's Mm -hmm. nothing for you and you know okay some people might be able to leave behind the children but when i came to london i i didn't really have many uh, much connection i didn't really know many people so i had to whatever i needed to do i needed to do it with my little ones and there was no there were no facilities for mothers and children um Mm -hmm. So I, I could see the need. And it wasn't just my need, because obviously you go to some playgroups and you just have a chat with other mothers and they feel this kind of isolation and um, this um, lack of uh, being fed both spiritually, but also you know, this, um, this lack of community. Right. So at this stage, I, I thought, OK, well, I'll uh, give it a go. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was at that point, I was blogging a bit um, and I was uh, introduced to various uh, blogging circles. And I remember meeting so many inspiring people. And um, those friends you know, that I met, uh, thanks to the um, wonders of the web, of the internet, I, they would um, one day would come like, and write a little comment and say, well, I'm thinking of starting this and uh, I'm going to do it. Okay? And I was just there watching, waiting. <laughs> a week later, it was already starting. A month later, it was really vibrant. And wow. I thought, you know no, I, I thought maybe this is the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. okay, and I'll try and start something. And if it fails, well, it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. So it started a bit, um, it started as, as a Facebook group, as a local Facebook group. And, uh, and I wanted a platform where mothers could uh, share their feelings, mm-hmm. um, their spiritual needs. Um, they would ask um, questions about uh, their faith as well. Also because growing up um, in faith, you want to know more about your faith. Um, and, and also one thing that was discovering that had by having, having children, you uh, want to be able to pass on the faith properly to your children. Right. With, you know, giving them, because they will come back with questions. And I had questions myself, but my parents were not so good in answering. Um, so I had questions myself. And I thought, if I create a platform where those questions will arise, I will, um, in a sense, will need to inform myself, will be prepared you know, to, to answer the, those questions, help other women, help myself, first of all, and then be able to, um, to um, answer and answer my children when they'll come back to us as parents. Right. Um, asking those sorts of questions, questions of faith, because you know, I know that the church has a great wisdom. I, I, I witness it. But um, I, I, I need to know more. Mm-hmm. So the platform was created for all sorts, and uh, and it was interesting because many women would come back with very serious issues of faith, um, and uh, and uh, some when sometimes with very serious situations, um, entangled situations, marriage sure. to marital situation, and when um, um, we would come back with the answer of the of the church mm-hmm. um, and the teacher, those women would say to um to the in the group. I wish somebody had told me oh, had told me this before. Yeah. Why didn't they tell me? If right. they had told me this before, I would not be here where I am now. And then obviously you tried encouragement saying, but that's okay. You're here now. That's a good point starting point. So this is how it started. So mm-hmm. from the um Facebook page, which became progressively very, you know, let's say it became an international um, Facebook page, mm-hmm. we decided to move that locally. Because, you know, again, for this need um, to uh, bring it to a, um, let's say, because it's good. I I love, you know, the kind of virtual um, community. Right. But uh, there is nothing like, you know, meeting people in person. Right. Right. You Uh, really can't uh, replace that. Exactly. You can't replace that. So we started having um, some, I I advertised it on the parish newsletter and the parish is new um, around that uh, a mother's group, uh, the local Catholic mother's group, was going to start. I didn't really know what to do that and then. You know, mm-hmm. I was waiting. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go for it again. You know, the Holy Spirit, hopefully, please God, <laughs> will inspire me. And, you know, we'll we'll do something. Um, we started um, with uh, a study group. I mean, a little study group. We, we In fact, we used the first uh, group that we did, and we had the 14 women turned up. From the, the local area, and we started reading uh, Divine Mercy for Mum for Mums with uh, Emily and Michelle. Yes, um, of course, that, I know yeah. them. That's great, lovely. In fact, Michelle and Emily were great um, help, you know, and you know, great, a great encouragement to get everything like uh, in motion and just wonderful. They're so great. They are amazing, really wonderful, <laughs> wonderful women. Um, so we started uh, with a simple uh, book. They didn't ask too much of you know, those women that had come from you know, around the areas. And, uh, and they would come with their children. Uh, it was a very informal um, setting. There was noise, yes. And sometimes <laughs> it was very difficult um, to uh, perhaps read a chapter. Um, right. But nevertheless, those women were there. And we were all in the same, you know, different stages of life we were all in need and, in, and, and with a great desire of being like, fed spiritually, as well as a desire of community. Right. Um, but and, and the, the most important thing was that our being mothers was part of that group because you know our mm-hmm. children were there and it wasn't something that ha- could, had to be detached. So in order to do that, you have to just, you know, uh, just drop your children away. No, I, they, we wanted our children to be part of this experience. So wow. from that, so the local group, um, then I, I thought, okay, that's good. Um, it's great that we have this. But I want to be able to provide some workshops for women. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to for women to pursue some interests that they might have. So um, we, um, I um, organized uh, some iconography uh, courses. Wow. And, um, and so, again, women could come with their children, or not because you know we would make sure that there was the facility for them also to um to bring their children mm-hmm. but to do something that they always wanted because again you know when I was younger you know I had you know I've got this um, artistic vein somehow uh, <laughs> but it was really it was really difficult to again pursue um what I would have liked because you know I you know I didn't have the, the right support let's say right sure and then um we organized some uh, um cookery um uh, programs uh, for women to get together and just cook um and then we had a flower arranging course all sorts really and i mm-hmm. think you know it's it, again this this the idea behind the the catholic mothers apostolate is to let mothers know that they're not alone right. they're not neglected they're not um because they're not on their own in this vocation and what they're doing is beautiful and is a wonderful mission that has been entrusted to you know to us from God.
0: Right. That's um, so valuable. That is so important. You know, I I liked that you you noted that you were you were creating these these opportunities for women to come together in a place where they didn't have to like push their motherhood aside to be a part of it. Like I, I think that's a really important point to make because you know you, you mentioned we're in different cultures, but that's for sure something that I've experienced in our culture as well. That it's like it almost be having to feel like you need to apologize for the fact that you've got these kids. They're they're this nuisance. This is this thing I need to get around in order to do these other important things, it. right? But welcoming women where they are, welcoming them with their children, welcoming their full identity as mothers, and yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, but I think was was very important was also um, for women to understand that some of the problems of motherhood um, was was actually a common problem Mm -hmm. um, because if you're isolated obviously you think well you know i just you know i can't i wasn't able to stand my child i just couldn't cope with that and you think that it's just you and then you come along with other women you say well actually it's it's kind of normal you know you're you're not the problem you know sometimes we lack patience sometimes we have more patience but it's not just you so i think this is why it was also vital that you had motherhood um a group of mothers here and there in various like settings Mm-hmm. Um but also with, with a um with a possibility to also answer their problems in the light of faith. Um right. which also, you know, was also very important. And therefore, you know, the study and like, you know, divine mercy study, then I think we did uh, um you know, we started with endow with with all sorts, you know, and also like diving into the um church teaching and understand more deeply, you know, also who we are as women, as Christians, as daughters of God and uh, yeah okay so i really want to ask
0: you about this planner which is a project that you've been doing for three years now um this year it's coming out with ascension press you can get your copy listeners at ascensionpress.com you can check it out over there Uh, but let's talk a little bit about it how did you come
1: to decide to work on a planner that's specifically for catholic moms now, obviously, when you're creating a new product, um, you're um, researching around to see whether something like this already exists. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was, I, I guess, I was looking for something for myself. So I, the, my intention was not to create a planner. You know, is the last thing you want to do is start, you know, creating like something. <laughs> happen, you know? I mean, I rather usually import stuff, you know. But anyway, nevertheless, I, I went around researching for um, something, as you said, you know, specific for mothers. And add mm-hmm. some specific requirements. I wanted um, some encouraging quotes for the week, and um, right. specific to motherhood. I just wanted to be able to follow the liturgical year. I just wanted to be able to um, have you know um, all the saints in there, and I wanted all the readings um, for the week. Um, but I also wanted to be in tune with you know the various feasts and the rena's and all that. But again, you know, specific to motherhood. You know, I wanted right. And there was nothing of that sort. And somebody on the group, on the Facebook group, you said, well, you know, why don't you do one? Why don't you make one? And I was like, oh, well, you know, okay, fine. Well, I am lucky enough. My husband has works in the publishing field for 20 years. So I had some, um, let's say, um, support from him in terms yes. of, you know, but even then, it was a bit like, well, you know, you know, starting from scratch, it might be a total disaster. But I said, you know, well, I'll have a hell of it go. I'll try. Um, I know mm-hmm. what I want from it. I said, but get ready because we might need to pay the bill because nobody will buy. It. <laughs> um, and he said, "Oh well, okay. Um, yeah, you crazy woman. That's my, um, you know, the, that's uh, how the family knows me, Tiara, crazy woman." <laughs> um, so I, I had uh, uh, his support, nevertheless. Um, and uh, I had uh, a wonderful um, designer alongside with me, which she uh, just married into the family. And Victoria, she married one of our nephews, oh, and a goodness. bunch of women who were, you know, willing to um, give it a go. And just uh, play along with my idea of uh, putting together um, this. Let's say a planner. There was more than a planner because I mm-hmm. what the idea behind the planner was also to have a, a text or a, a book full of content. Mm-hmm. Because you know I don't know if you if you if you've seen the planner. Um, yes, I that, have a copy. Yes, I mean there's quite a lot of extra content.
0: Um, mm-hmm. So
1: every week um, you would be able to. Um, Either um, get to know something more about your faith or be reminded of a specific uh, um, thing, a thing that a saint did. And therefore, you know, the idea is to get you thinking constantly that, you know, our life, we're not um, just physical being, but we're also spiritual being. And therefore, whatever we do in our life is um, one, we're, we're, soul, we're body and soul, basically. And again, you know, the idea was also to have something very um, specific, um, some encouraging um, or some encouragement for women who are mothers Mm -hmm. and women who sometimes, as we said, feel a bit neglected, feel like uh, they haven't been, they're they're not getting enough spiritual support, um, spiritual food. And, you know, sometimes, you know, so many times in the past, I would miss, um, I mean, I, I would miss on a meat Friday. Yeah, you know, and so you know you would cook your, your fish, and you're like, oh, we could have had meat. You know this kind of thing. So in a sense, <laughs> I mean, these silly things. But also if for no say, other
0: reason, so yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you, know, you can have a Italians, burger on you know. the feast Fridays. Exactly.
1: <laughs> that, we're, we're Italians. Food is really important, so it's a serious matter. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you're Italian.
1: <laughs> no, but it was also you know a way of uh, making sure there wasn't missing out right. in in the liturgical year. And to making sure that even the top context there um, was able to just give me an input to pass on, to remind my children as well. Because you know, mm-hmm. so, it's also, you know, it's also the idea behind the plan, right? So, so that you um, you discover a bit more about your faith and you are reminded of the things that you could be doing with your children. Right. So which
0: is- Yeah, I love that. And I, I love how much extra content there is in there. You know, I was sharing... Um, with Alejandra, who's the the producer here uh, before we went on that I was so excited when I got this planner and I was ready to dive right in. So then I was disappointed when I saw it It doesn't begin till January.
1: (laughs) So. No, it's, it's a meaty, it's a meaty um, planner. It's, yes, uh, exactly. Um, there's so, more, there's
0: so much in there that, yeah. you know, that maybe, um, you know, even if there's something that I I wouldn't necessarily use in one particular year, you know, there's so much other content that yeah. you can kind of pick and choose what you might like to focus on. Exactly. Um, um, so let's talk about some of the different elements. So you, you talked about liturgical years. So there's, there's yeah. some of that in there, um, but yeah. you've got some spiritual challenges built in there. What are those?
1: now um let's say um I mean if you think I mean, this, the idea behind the spiritual challenges is that um obviously when you're training to run a marathon marathon you you also need to do a bit training okay mm-hmm. you're, you need to push yourself to do you know to run the extra mile to do extra exercises and all that, so I thought, okay, for us it's very um I asked mothers, it's very easy to focus on the practical and just do things practically and just you know plan this, plan that. But also, to focus yourself and train your soul is very important. So I thought, OK, if you add a little spiritual challenge that will help us to train our soul to do a bit more than we usually do. And obviously, you know, we need to You need a trainer. You need a coach sometimes to do that. Or you know, if you're um, you're good enough yourself, you know, you train yourself. But anyway, I thought you know, the planner is a good reminder that you know our soul needs training as well. Mm-hmm. Some people maybe you know might want to start um, training, uh, praying the rosary. Not everybody like prays the rosary daily, but at the first, I think you know, when you first start, it feels a bit mechanical. But it comes naturally after you've done it. And again, you know, with a soul is with training. OK, so you say, oh, well, why don't this month, why don't you try? And uh, I don't know. one of the spiritual challenges challenges is to um, start praying a certain type of prayer. So you really? start and it might feel me- mechanical the first day, the second day, the third day. But perhaps, you know, towards the end of the day, the day of the, the month, you will, you know, this kind of thing or this new prayer will become second nature to you. And, you know, and, and again, so is a, is a way to uh, re- remember that we're not just body, we're also soul and our soul needs training as well. I like that. I think that's a really important thing to point out. You know, we're not just
0: body, we're, we're souls and that kind of integrating those two. And, and that's sort of similar to what I see integrated inside of this planner as well, because some of us have planners, you know, a, a secular planner that we love. And, you know, that's how we organize, you know, kids activities and our work schedule and whatever. But then we kind of have our spiritual life in a different category, and we might use different tools for that. We kind of separate those two. But I like that this brings those two together, that in a way that I think really emphasizes the idea that our spirituality isn't something we're supposed to put in a box. Like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray for these these this set amount of time each day, and then I have the rest of my day, or I go to church on Sundays, and then I have the rest of my week, which is a temptation for many people that many people fall into. Um, But really what our goal needs to be. And I think what this planner helps us to do is bring all of those things together so that your spirituality is a part of everything that you're doing in every moment
1: of your week. Uh, Exactly. And, you know, going back to my experience of my parents' marriage, when they like left God out of it, it was Mm -hmm. a big disaster. When God was let in, you know, it became, it became a new thing. Right. And it's something completely different to say, you know, we can't take out God of, out, out of our life. You know, God is part of, our, it has to be at the centre of our life. And, you know, even, you know, with all the busyness of life, we need to be reminded of that. Because, yes, life is hard. Life mm-hmm. of every person and of a mother is, is hard. But then, you know, it doesn't have to be as hard, let's say. So that's, that's. Uh, I think that's the idea. And, you know, the planner wants is, is, is a daily companion that wants to encourage you. To be reminded that you're not uh, you don't have to do it all, and that God has, has got you back, I guess
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that, I love that now so we we already mentioned this is a fat planner there's a lot of stuff in here, and i I know from my own experience and from other women 's experiences that they share with me that some of the biggest trials and challenges that we have when it comes to any tool of organization or a planner that we might take on, a new program we 're going to try is that we start out with all this enthusiasm, like, this is it, you know, like I was ready to dive in the minute I got it in the mail. Um, but then the problem is sometimes we don't follow through. And we'll, we'll start out and we're using the planner every day, you know, and putting everything in there and spending time with it each day. And then we kind of fall away from that. Um, do you have any tips or ideas or thoughts to share on that particular problem of the, the follow through the sticking with the plan?
1: Okay, first of all, you might um, not write anything on it and it'll serve the purpose of the planner, you know? Okay, so it's, it's not just the planner. Okay. You might keep it open in your, uh, I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll give you some tips, you know, to kind of how to use it, but yeah. I, it's a tool in itself, okay? Because, for example, this is how we use it. We, we keep it in the, open in the kitchen mm-hmm. and, obviously, we'll, we'll write all the various appointments, all the various kind of engagements of the week. But it's there for the, fam- the family to see. It's there for the pa- family to kind of read, to write, and add little bits. So it becomes, you know, also a tool for them uh, as well to see. So, you know, just leave it, just don't, don't put it away. Just leave it open. It's a beautiful tool for you to be able, it's full of content, as we discussed uh, previously. So therefore, even, even if you just use it, you know, for a bit, and then you just use it, you'll, you'll feel that um, the purpose of the planner is to enrich your life. It'll be a great tool to have, as, as I said, as a companion throughout mm-hmm. uh, your life, your daily life, your, um, your uh, daily living. Um, but again, you know, just then just leave it open, leave it open um, so that it's accessible, is always before your eyes. And it was also a beautiful tool to have, you know, because one of the ideas you know, behind the planner was to have uh, to produce something beautiful, something that yes. reflected the beauty of uh, something that reflected the beauty of our faith um right. so but just you know if you have it before your eyes you know you want you know you'll be tempted to write something in it anyway um, on right. it. and you know, and just allow your family also to participate in just you know writing a little comment or perhaps you know just writing if they they're going out just make sure that they write it down themselves and you know, if you have a you know because we we have uh I have seven children. You know, my youngest one is is one, but the oldest one is 20. So, you know, sometimes it's really difficult, you know, to know <laughs> who's, who's coming, who's going, who's staying for dinner. Yeah. So the fact that we, we leave it open in the kitchen, the children will go in and say, well, uh, uh, I threw it out for dinner or, you know, or this and that. So make sure that it becomes a tool for the family as well, not just for you. So don't hide it. And uh, and you'll pick it up, you know, as, as much as possible. You know, it will it'll, it'll it comes natural, it will come natural. The other thing is, um, it's it's. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, at the back um, is full of activities, It's mm-hmm. full of uh, recipes. So um, there's, it's just, it's more than just the planner, um, right? It's, it's no, it really
0: is a book. It's a book it is, it's that a, has a planner kind of put so into it.
1: <laughs> that's why I say, if you, you know, if your intention is the right, and then you stop, you'll be fine. Not writing on it, but just, you know, you you'll benefit from all the content, the extra content that's been created for love. Uh, With love um, from mothers, um, for mothers, and with the idea of really bringing lots of uh, um, goodness um, to their life.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I love the idea of inviting the family to be a part of it. Because I know, even from my own experience, you know, if I if I leave a shopping list on the kitchen counter, they're going to be adding stuff to it, right? (laughs) They feel invited to be a part of whatever you're leaving there in the center of your household.
1: Yeah exactly um yeah. and you know you have the little one who will do like a little scribble. but hey it's uh, <laughs> that it's, uh, it's lovely you know this is you know it'll, it'll be part of your history of the history of 2021 so just, yes uh, oh yeah uh, so I
0: wanted to ask you about that so this is the third year that you've put out a planner um and this is the first time that it's with Ascension right yes correct
1: okay uh, so we co-published it, we co-published it for the first time this year
0: okay yeah. So, um, do you keep yours? Are they like a family keepsake? Do you flip back through them?
1: I do. I That's do. really um, nice. Yeah, I do. And it's, uh, as I said, is, uh, is a part of uh, history being written down and, yeah. uh, and, and as I say, the content changes every year. Um, so it's also, for me, it's particularly interesting, um, to see what moved me to, to write, you know, that, but cause I, I deal with the content myself. Right. So yeah. it's, it's interesting. And, and obviously before, um, just go diving into writing the content, I ask Our Lady to kind of help me um, with whatever mothers might need this particular, particular year, so it's, it's beautiful to see the progression also, how the planner progresses, and how in fact media <laughs> it becomes yeah. um, and how um, last year it was uh, Mary centered. Um, And this year there's more um, to do with prayer and encouraging women to um, develop the life of prayers. So, yes, I do. They're my babies. (laughs)
0: yeah Um, well and it's a it's a fun keepsake you know I know that I I have some calendars that I have saved because they were you know family calendars made with photos of the family and whatnot in them so I felt like I should hold on to them and I like going back and just looking at like oh remember when we did that and there was like that play we were a part of exactly and that stuff that you remember is really fun so great so Kiara before we have to go I want you to um, tell us a little bit more about how you know someone's interested in the planner they want to check it out where can they get more information and maybe learn more about you and your ministry
1: now um obviously if you're um um, if you're in the us or in canada as you said at the beginning um you can order your planner at uh, ascension press uh, the website but if you're in europe in uh, ireland and uh, uk and the rest of the world um and again if you want to know more about our ministry coordinate. <laughs> um, you can uh, find us on www.catholicmothers.co.uk. Um, we also have a, a Facebook page um, called Catholic Mothers. So okay, great. And we'll view.
0: put all of those links, people, in the show notes. Lovely. The show notes for every episode of Girlfriends is always available at ascensionpress.com or if you want to get those show notes sent right to your inbox you can always text the word girlfriends to 33777 you'll get all of those links right in your email super convenient Kira Finaldi you've been a great guest I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about the Catholic Mother's Planner thank you so much for being part of Girlfriends today thank you very much Danielle. I really enjoyed it Coming up, we've got some more of the show for you, but first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Hi, I'm Sonia Corbett, the Bible study evangelista. When I became Catholic, I had a really hard time understanding the role Mary was supposed to play in my life. So I went to her and I told her, I just don't get it. I need your help. And guess what? Mary did just that. She showed me a way to pray that has revolutionized my entire life. Mary has been called the mother of listening. She didn't just hear the Word. She knew how to hear it in light of her own relationships, circumstances, and habits. And then she let the Word transform her. I realized that I had to share what I was learning about Mary's way of praying with others. So I wrote How to Pray Like Mary, a step-by-step guide to discovering God's voice in the Scriptures and letting Him transform your heart. I invite you to learn more about how to pray like Mary at ascensionpress.com or on Amazon. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback, sometimes a listener question. If you have a question you'd like me to take up on the podcast, you can email it to me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, So this week I'm sharing an email that I received from listener Leslie and the subject line of her email is mass was weird. Okay, I think we can all relate to just... The subject line loan, right? Um, anyway, here's what Leslie says. Dear Danielle, since the beginning of this whole pandemic, my family and I have not yet been back to mass and I feel pretty terrible about it. We see our elderly parents and grandparents regularly. And so we have been extra cautious about not going out too much so as not to possibly expose them to COVID. But last weekend, I decided to give mass a try on my own. My husband and kids did not come with me. It was so weird. I hated pretty much everything about it. There was no singing. I don't know if that was because of COVID or just coincidence. And everyone wearing masks and sanitizing and sitting far apart just felt so clinical to me. I felt like I was in a hospital and it was not at all the cathartic coming back to Jesus experience I anticipated. So I'm not inclined to go back. And of course, we are not obligated to go to mass right now. I'm not sure how or if that will change in the coming months, but I feel so conflicted about the entire experience. I feel kind of guilty, but also just sad about how I feel. Does that make any sense? I'm not sure I should even have a question for you, but it would be nice to know I'm not alone in this. Maybe you can share my email on girlfriends and invite others to share their mass experiences during this time as well. Sincerely, Leslie. So, first of all, yes, it does make sense, Leslie. I had a very similar experience in my going back to mass. And I've been holding out on sharing about this in particular here on Girlfriends because I don't want to tell anybody what to do or what not to do, especially with regard to this, right? They're There are many right answers to how to handle Mass right now, how to handle going to church. And people have different options that are available to them. So it sounds like where you went was not a great experience for you. Um, And, you know, I experienced similar things and the little bits where we've been back to Mass. And that's just part of this whole thing, right? This is the limitations of this experience right now. This is part of what we're giving up in the course of experiencing the limitations of this virus and how we're responding to it. Some of us are disappointed in our church leaders. Some of us are disappointed in our government leaders. Some of us are disappointed in our own family members or our employers and the way they're handling things. So, you know, this we're all over the map with regard to this, but I think... Leslie, just know this, you are not alone in feeling like it was not a great experience. It didn't feel like everything's normal because guess what? Everything's not normal and it's not going to be for some time. And that's just how it is. And maybe that isn't even necessary. You know, I know some people experience anger when I've heard from others you know, when they go back to mass, because they feel like there are things being done that shouldn't be done, whether it's erring too much on the side of caution, or not enough. um, You know, people, their opinions and their feelings and their experiences are all over the map. So I don't really have a great piece of wisdom for you, Leslie, other than to tell you that you're not alone in that. I've, You know, I've heard from many people experiencing similar things. And like I told you, I did myself as well. But I will tell you, you you know, you mentioned that right now, you know, your bishop's not requiring you to go to Mass. Then I think you need to be at peace with that. This isn't something you need to do to, you know, produce anxiety in your life. Maybe come up with a way that makes sense to observe the Sabbath I know I've heard from people who are weary of watching mass online. Um, It starts to feel really fake and um, difficult for people in some ways. And, you know, you're not obliged to do that either if that's not your thing. But there, there might be a different way of praying together with your family, even just your own, you know, your own prayer time on Sunday to kind of set that day apart. That can be a replacement right now. And every one of us has an opportunity here to offer it up. Offered up that great Catholic advice that your mom and your grandma probably told you. It's real. We have an opportunity to offer up something real. The ways in which we are disappointed, or feel guilty, or hate our experience of trying to go back to the sacraments. That it's it's a real thing that we are able to sacrifice and offer up at this point, and maybe offer it up you know so that there there might be a cure for this offer it up for people who are suffering in different ways from this offer it up for your own friends and family in different situations you have going on in your life that you you want to you know intercede on behalf of others for so it is an opportunity in that way and yep it's sad and it stinks and it's difficult and it doesn't feel good and i i personally especially hate that this has affected my faith life and and my family's faith life you know we worry about our kids and the fact that they're they're not getting to the sacraments as frequently as they used to and even when they are it's a weird experience so i would really encourage you if this is something anybody who's listening is struggling with to bring this to your prayer time just tell god exactly where you are and where you're struggling and where it hurts and where you know you you feel a lack in your life right now and just bring that to him and uh, to me this all has been a reminder that we're we're on this side of heaven <laughs> right now we are on earth And we are in the world right now and it only gets so good. And we've kind of been given a reminder of that, that for some of us, for me, for sure, it's been a little bit of a wake-up call that there were things I was taking for granted for sure with regard to access to the sacraments and um, the ease of faith life with with my family and whatnot. Um, So it's been a wake-up call in those ways. And maybe it has been for you and wake-up calls don't always feel good. So very normal to not feel great about about it, to be uncomfortable about it, to have different feelings of shame or regret or guilt or sorrow or anger. It's all within the range of normal, just know that. And whether or not you're struggling with getting to mass in your area, I would love to hear from you about what this looks like for you right now. Is your family getting back to mass regularly? Does it look the way you want it to? Does it feel okay? Are you feeling good about it? Have you had to shop around for it? I know some people have done that to find the kind of experience um, of mass that is the right fit for you and your family right now. Let me know how it's working for you and, and let Leslie know too that she's not alone. You can email me danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Even if not about this, if you want to reach out to me about any topic or share feedback from today's show, I'm always glad to hear from you. I love being able to connect through the podcast. It's always just bonus for me when I can hear from you or connect with you in real ways outside of the podcast as well. One more thing I want to note is another way that we can do that is through our Facebook group. Never more valuable than now when I'm not able to meet you all in person, haven't been traveling, haven't been speaking in person at different events. So this is a real opportunity for us to connect online in a different way outside of the podcast. So if you're a listener to the Girlfriends Podcast, you can go over to facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends Podcast. If you can't remember all of that, That's fine. That link is always in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. So you can go over there and then you have to request to join because it's a private Facebook group only for people who listen to the podcast. And then here, this is important because I'm getting a lot of requests from people to join that don't answer the questions. And then I'm not letting you in. And sometimes I feel bad because I think you really are a listener. You just didn't see to answer the questions. So there are two questions. One is just name a recent episode of the podcast that you listen to. So this is just for me to make sure that you actually are a listener, because this is what I promise people joining the group, that it's only people who listen to the Girlfriends podcast who are able to join. And then the next one is agreeing to the rules of just civil conversation inside of the group. So just answer those two quick questions, and you will get approved and you'll get added to the group. It's a wonderful way for us to connect, but also a nice safe place for you to connect with like-minded women who also listen to the podcast. It's a nice place to ask questions, seek prayer support, ask for advice about various things, or just give me feedback on the podcast. I always appreciate that as well. Love to see you over there. Again, that URL is facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. If you can't remember all of that, go to ascensionpress.com. And if you can't even remember to go to ascensionpress.com, just take a minute right now on your phone, text the word girlfriends to 33777, girlfriends to 33777, and you will get subscribed to have the show notes sent to your inbox every week. It's a really convenient way for us to stay connected and bonus, you never miss an episode of the Girlfriends podcast. I'd love it if you subscribe in that way. All right, that's all we have time for today, but I want to thank you for being a part of today's show. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate your presence here. You are a gift to me and to the others who are listening. I'm praying for you and we're praying for each other. Thank you so much for showing up today. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.